the Women Unleashed podcast. Join us as we share with you the confronting, fun, wild, fucked up, epic and raw side of being a woman in today's world. Come along on our journey as we dive deeply into what makes us tick and how we create our lives. Nothing is off limits. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Women Unleashed podcast. We are your hosts Taylor and Britt and today we are going to be talking about all things mortgages. So we've had a couple of episodes already um, where we talk about the home buying process, different deposits, costs, all that sort of thing and today we're going to talk more around products and interest rates and what it actually looks like when you have the mortgage. So what you can get when you what type of mortgages you can have. <laughs> Ooh. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Alrighty. Well, let's dive on in, Taylor. Mm. So I guess um let's talk about like fixed versus variable home loans. Mm-hmm. That's probably the basic um, conversation. So the two, I guess, main home loans that we would look at is whether you would like a fixed loan or a variable loan. Now, fixed loan is basically where you lock in an interest rate for a set period of time. So um, generally, I would suggest no longer than two to three years just because of life changes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what can happen is if you break your fixed rate before the period ends, there's break costs involved. Oh, okay. Mm. If you break... When you say, well, what does a break mean? What is it? So if you say your fixed period, so we start the mortgage today and in two years time, mm-hmm. that's when the fixed rate expires. Mm-hmm. So then you would switch automatically to a variable. Mm. So if you break it, say in six months time, mm-hmm. rather than the two years, you'll be hit with a fee by the okay. bank. And, and uh, why would I want to break it? Um, so sometimes people separate. Okay. Sometimes they have to refinance for draw, to draw cash out for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe they sell. Maybe you sell your property. Right, um, even in that circumstance. Correct. Okay. Or maybe you want to leverage it to buy another house or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's many reasons. Generally, you know, you'd like to think people wouldn't, but that's why I always kind of say the two to three years is good because that's when maybe things will change after two to three years, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so with the fixed rate, you lock that interest rate in for a set period of time and it won't move. So your payments will stay the same for that two-year period, let's say. Um, generally, though, you don't get access to redraw or offset and you can't generally put extra into the home loan or a lot extra in. Mm-hmm. So you can generally only put in $10,000 per year extra into the home loan without okay. getting hit with a fee Mm, okay so there's just not as much flexibility with a fixed rate okay but it gives you the stability and the knowledge to know that your rate will not change not even if the market changes yeah yeah your cash flow is going to be the same yeah yeah so it's just security and as a Mm -hmm. first home buyer it can be good too it's your first time owning a home Mm -hmm. you know your first time having a mortgage so it can be good just to get into the swing of that as well yeah yeah okay interesting um i find it fascinating but like the bank it makes money off you, right? And the yeah. reason they don't... <laughs> well, they are a business. <laughs> they are a business, yes. And um, the reason they put these things in place, like you can only pay 10 grand extra off your loan, is so that they can keep making money off you. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works. Because they'd kind of project their figures based on you mm. keeping that for a set period of time. Yes. So, yeah. you know, if you change it or 
pay more off it, you know, that's less interest and all that sort of mm, stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's correct. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Okay. Um, so that's a fixed loan. Mm-hmm. And what you said was like what's the maximum um, that banks – Offer in terms of the term of a fixed loan? Generally five years. Okay, I think some years. of the bigger banks offer longer, but mm-hmm. five years is probably your bigger. Probably where it's at. Yeah. And then after that, it flips to a... A variable. Uh, variable rate. Mm. So okay. whatever the variable rate is at the time, okay. that's what automatically what it'll go on to. Right. So the variable rate... Variable basically means that the rate can change depending on the market. So your rates will fluctuate mm. based on what's being offered at the time. Yeah. Um, however, there's more flexibility. So you can pay as much extra into the home loan as you want. Okay. And you have redraw and offset in most cases. Okay. So redraw is basically when you put like extra money into the home loan and you can redraw it back out of the home loan. Okay. So it's within the home loan kind yep. of that savings. Yeah. An offset account is a separate account to mm-hmm. your home loan. And but separate it, to redraw? Yep, and separate okay. to redraw because it's not – so redraws in the home loan and offsets a, basically a transaction account, right? Okay. Or a savings account. And what it is is it's linked to your home loan and it offsets the interest. Mm-hmm. So what that means is let's say you have a $400,000 loan and you owe 50 – and you have – sorry – you owe four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and you have fifty thousand in your offset account. Mm-hmm. You're only paying interest on three hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. rather than that four hundred. Yeah. So yeah. it works better. It works the same as redraw in the sense, like if you had an extra fifty thousand sitting in redraw, mm-hmm. you'd only be paying interest on three hundred and fifty as well. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people like that it's separate. Okay. Um, a bit but more accessible. Is there another process you need to go through? Um, to oh, it, these days on internet banking, it's pretty easy yeah, for okay. both. Yeah. Um, and you can have a card attached to the offset account and things mm-hmm. like that. But not the redraw. But no, generally not the redraw. No. Okay. Um, and with the offset account, it's called like a package loan. Generally. Yeah. You yep. have an offset. And sometimes you can have a credit card, things like that. Yeah, that's uh, what happened when I got my first place. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. Yep. Um, but that comes with a fee. So generally it's $395 a year mm-hmm. when you have an offset. So you kind of got to work out, are you going to have, are you a good saver and are you going to actually have much money in that offset account? Because if you're not, I would suggest going with a redraw. Yep. Oh, and just to make sure we're all clear, um, this is all general advice. So please make sure you actually speak to someone <laughs> <laughs> before just making these big changes. So yes, make yep. sure you look at your individual situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, if you're not a big saver, an offset account with that annual fee is probably not the best idea. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. is if we can jump back to the variable interest rate because we want to educate people at Mm. the same time like Mm. um my understanding and correct me if it doesn't fit basically when the royal bank of australia the Mm -hmm. rba Mm -hmm. changes the interest rate Mm -hmm. the interest rate they set is the interest rate that it's called like the interbank interest rate that like banks can borrow between each other yeah right so it's yeah so that's how much it costs like the banks to Mm -hmm. borrow money from each other and from the um the government and then they then have to add a margin on top of that to then loan to us Mm -hmm. right so that's why it's important to 
if you own a home and you have a variable interest rate or you are wanting to own a home and you want to educate yourself on what the market's doing is to actually follow the RBA announcements on interest rates because they will – the first Tuesday of every month Mm -hmm. they meet and Mm -hmm. they make a decision as to whether or not they're going to hold the interest rate where it is at, raise it or lower it. Yep. And then the banks will then pass on, not directly, sometimes – they don't at all um, mm-hmm. and they get wrapped over the knuckles for that. Um, yeah. But that that's basically why it's mm. kind of important to, to follow that. Yeah, yeah. but it's also um, like, you know, the, this interest rate rise and all of this is massive topic at the moment. Mm. But f- fixed rates have been going up since about June last year. Mm-hmm. So June, July last year. So even though the cash rate hadn't moved, the fixed rate has. Wow. So the variable rates seem to be steady or dropping. Like mm. they seem to not be increasing, um, but the fixed rates have been. So mm. it does show that although there's that cash rate, banks are still going to do what they need to do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, fixed rates are definitely nowhere near as low as they were mm. um, last year. Variable rates are still very competitive. Yes. Um, so I guess for yourself, it's just figuring out what you're comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. And generally – oh, I just hit my hand on the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fixed rate will be a premium or more than the variable rate because the bank takes the risk on locking in that rate. And so do you, like, um, but generally the bank wears the risk on mm. if interest rates move higher than your fixed rate, um, then they, they're basically losing on the money that they lend to you. Yeah. Which is yeah. why it's higher than the variable rate. Yeah, generally it is always higher. But, I mean, at the moment, like, variable rates would need to change five or six times wow. to get even close to fix. So, mm. I would say, yeah, I mean, I, I can't – I'm not going to predict anything. Like, we are aware that interest rates are moving mm. and they will have to go up because – they can't really go any lower. Mm. So we are seeing that in the fixed. I'm not sure the variable, how much higher that will go. Um, But I guess, you know, looking like let's kind of talk about the affordability side of it. Mm. When banks actually look at your affordability, so how much you can borrow and what works with your living expenses and your income and liabilities, all that sort of stuff, they always assess you at a higher rate than what you're actually going to be paying. Okay. So they generally add a 2.5% buffer to your rate. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, cool. Always. So mm-hmm. if you – and then they, and they'll sensitize your repayments, everything. So it won't just be the new loan that they'll add that buffer to. They'll generally add it to you like your other home loans that you may have and things like that. Oh, uh, okay. So when they are looking at your application, they don't just go, okay, the rate's 3%. That's the mm-hmm. – no, they actually will assess you at 5.5%. Mm. Wow. To make sure you can afford it as well. Cool. That's so, what I really wanted to know. Mm. You know, like as someone who looks for opportunities in the market and what could happen if interest rates go up. Mm. Yeah. It's two and a half percent, right? Yeah. Wow. But also you need to look at your budget because mm. you know the repayments say 400 a week based mm. on the interest rate. But like what if it went to 600 a week? How's that going to look? Yes. You know, so we may be able to afford, like, that means you probably need to look at your living expenses and maybe not be getting takeaways and things like that. Well, yeah, and it means you need to be authentic when you state how much your expenses are, Mm -hmm. like, in getting, in applying for your loan. Because if you fudge that, 
you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And also like you can make adjust adjustments too. Like, so be real about it mm. and then go, Hey, maybe where can I cut back? So maybe I don't need Netflix stand and Disney channel. Maybe <laughs> I just need one. Or How many have you got, Taylor? All of them. <laughs> You've uh, got the Disney channel too? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, they so have some cool. good stuff, but I actually share them with my mum, so she pays for some, and I pay f- like oh, we yeah, share them. Nice. So it's yeah, and we'll pay. You know, my partner yeah, pays, yeah. so it's not all me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got it. Got um, but you know, Uber Eats, mm-hmm. things like that, um, all that sort of stuff, and like talking about budgeting, that could be a totally other topic. But oh, looking at budgeting, yeah, so maybe that will make that something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking at all that stuff and seeing where maybe you need to like rein it back, and we can talk about those things too, and go through all that but yeah when the banks look at you they do look at that they add that buffer in just to make sure for if interest rates rise Mm -hmm. you know you can afford it yeah awesome Hmm. okay cool um all right so yeah sorry thanks we just jumped back to the interest rate and then we you were explaining redraw and offset facilities um and packaged loans with credit cards and minimum Mm -hmm. fees Mm -hmm. uh what else is available um, so I think we should talk about like the type of repayments. Okay. So you've yes. got principal and interest mm-hmm. and interest only. Mm-hmm. So principal and interest basically means you are reducing the loan, like you're mm-hmm. reducing the principal amount and you're paying the interest, obviously, mm-hmm. that's added to the loan. So what that means is that you'll actually see your loan lower as you continue decreasing. to make repayments. Yeah, yep. decreasing, better word. <laughs> um, decreasing as you make your repayments. So you're actually paying down the mortgage. Okay. Right? Yep. Generally, when you're buying an owner-occupied property, so a property to live in, mm-hmm. you would always go principal and interest. Very yep. rarely would banks actually lend interest only on mm-hmm. an owner-occupied, right? Because okay. they want you to reduce the debt to own that property because you're mm-hmm. living in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got to look at retirement and things like that. Yeah. Um, interest only means you are only paying the interest. So the repayments will always be less than a principal and interest repayment. Mm-hmm. However the debt's not reducing because yep. you're only paying the interest. Yeah. Generally, investment properties, like investors, will put interest only mm-hmm. um, for many reasons and this is where you need to talk to an accountant and financial planner and really discuss like what would be best for you in your situation. Generally, with interest only, though, it helps with cash flow mm-hmm. um, because you're not paying that extra amount on the principal. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if you've got multiple investment properties, having that little extra is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, there can be tax reasons. Um, you know, maybe you want to focus on paying off your own OCK instead so you reduce that repayment, all those sort of stuff. But again, it's not always something we can give you a lot of advice on. You do need to get that advice from your accountant and financial planner as to what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that just gives you insight into what interest only and principal and interest mm-hmm. is like. Yeah. Also, I guess kind of back to the interest rates as well, generally you will find the interest only interest rate is higher um, than your principal and interest but it's the repayments generally higher on principal and interest because you're paying that principal yeah, um, but the interest rate's generally higher on interest only and on investment lending the interest rates are always higher as well okay. than your own occupied right um, what I, I heard you mention in the last couple of episodes that your Potentially, if you're an investor, they accept like a lower deposit um, and – but they're like charging you more on interest. Is that generally how things go or 
maybe I've just like thrown a big spanner in the works. Or if um, you're an investor only, do they want more of a deposit? Generally, an investor, they want more of a deposit. Oh, okay, so they cool. generally want a 10% okay. in most cases, plus costs. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So okay. that includes that lender's mortgage insurance. Yeah, right. Um, so you got to remember that gets eaten up by some other loan. Mm-hmm. Um, there are few, like one lender or maybe two lenders that will go to 95 on investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is there is another lender that does like a better rate on your owner-occupier and a higher rate on your investor. It's a bit complicated, but okay. there is that. But generally you need like rule of thumb, 10%. Mm-hmm. 10%. All right. Cool beans. Um, all right. Uh, what are the risks associated with going fully variable? Um, I guess, well, the main risk is that if interest rates rise, you're impacted immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your repayment will change straight away. Yep. Um, so, that, you know, that's your cash flow and your budgeting and all of that can be interrupted quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's probably the main one, I think, with variable. Okay. Yep. And what are the benefits of going fully variable? So fully variable means that you just have that flexibility. So if you want to put as much extra into the home loan, you mm-hmm. can with no penalty. Mm-hmm. If you want to have an offset account, you can. And mm-hmm. same with redraw. Okay. So it's just that flexibility of being able to pay extra. And and if you decided to sell or wanted to do something with the loan, there's no co- really associated costs with that yeah um there's your normal discharge fee which is about 350 dollars mm-hmm. there's not an extra cost like with a fixed rate yeah yeah and you ride like the rate so if it goes down you get that yeah if it goes up you also pay correct for that. correct so if it goes down like that's obviously a benefit yes um, yeah but if it doesn't then yeah you're yeah. impacted by that okay cool and then what's the main risk with fixed um well I guess the main risk with fixed is if rates do go down and you've got the higher rate, you don't get the benefit of the higher rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also not that flexibility. So generally yeah. you don't have redraw and you don't have an offset account. Mm-hmm. And if you do pay too much extra, you can be impacted. Mm, okay. Yep. yep. And therein lies what you said the benefit was, which was having the stability. that stability of the cash flow. Correct. Correct. Yep. So just knowing you've locked that rate in for that set period of time is, you know, makes people's minds comfortable <laughs> mm, mm, definitely okay and do people have combos i've heard you know i've fixed so much and i've gone variable on mm-hmm. so much yep. the, yeah so it's called a go? split loan okay when you do that so you can have a portion fixed and a portion variable and then you get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. um but it does mean you'll have two home loans so oh, some people don't okay. you know some people don't like having two home loan accounts mm-hmm. so that means two different repayments will come out to yeah. pay each home loan yeah. So two mortgages? Do yeah, two pay? mortgages yep. associated yeah. with the one property. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so you can have a variable with an offset account, say for, you know, two hundred grand, and then mm. you might have three hundred grand and fixed. Okay. Gen- does that mm. sorry to cut you off, does that change the deposit that you also need? Or do they just no. pull it anyway? And yeah, it's all just it. one. Yeah, it's okay. like that's how much you're borrowing. It's mm-hmm. just split over two loans. Okay. Um so I would say like Generally, when I look at doing an offset account, I look at how much people can save over that fixed period. So if you can save, you know, 500 bucks a week, like I know it's a lot, but you know, if you can save that, then we'd kind of make your loan based on what you can save. So if you can save over two years, $50,000, we'd probably look at making the variable portion of your loan around 50 to 100,000 oh, so that okay. the offset actually 
is basically Works. our setting. Yeah. And cool. then the the idea is you focus on paying that variable portion down. Mm-hmm. So you'll put as much extra as you can and keep your fixed repayment. Yeah. So that yeah, you're yeah. getting rid of that loan quicker. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Very very interesting. Huh. All right. Um. What else about mortgage products or interest rates do you want to share with us today? just have a chat with your broker that's probably my (laughs) biggest point is like don't try and figure it all out by yourself like go and get the right advice and have a chat and look at what product works for you because what product might work for me say you know a fixed rate might work for me but a variable is better for you you just gotta have a look at that and have a look at what your goals are in the future too Mm -hmm. Um, because if you're planning on selling or doing things you know a fixed rate might not be the right thing right now yeah, um, so you don't need to do it alone. No, That's no. What so yeah. yeah, and just team up with someone that you feel comfortable with. That you know, make sure you feel comfortable with that broker and have that transparency and and get the right knowledge to make sure that you're choosing the right mm. things for you and yeah, your family. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Cool. All righty. Well, thank you, Taylor. Thank That's you. Such a wealth of information, um, and I can tell why you really, really love doing what you do. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we look forward to uh, letting ha- having you let us know how you go about sharing what you learn. Um, mm-hmm. So you can do that by leaving a review um, on our podcasts, on social media, you know, messaging or replying to our posts. Um, and look, our goal is to become the number one women's empowerment podcast in Australia. So the more people know about us, um, the better. Mm. So thank you so much and we'll talk again soon. See ya.